supposed to be the health podcast. And I'm, I'm still on board with that if you want to do it. But World War III broke out in the meantime. And I thought, it's kind of weird to talk about that and the health stuff in the same one. I feel like we should just do one solely devoted to health. Mm. I'm going on vacation next week, but I'll be back at the end. I'll be back like Thursday or Friday night, like a week from tonight or eight days from now. So we're not going to miss a week. But I thought maybe, although who knows what kind of shit's going to be going down by then. But I thought maybe we'd push the health back a bit. What do you think? Oh, yeah, 100%. First of all, it feels weird talking about anything other, you know, silliness right now. But yeah, no, I'd, I'd like to be, I wasn't even aware. I'd like to be even more prepared. And yeah, let's, let's, let's separate that for a, a different time down the road for sure. We have other serious things to talk about, like you leaving XM, my 40th birthday, uh, baseball, and, and obviously the world maybe possibly starting World War III. So let's just get right to it. I have no claim to know anything special about Ukraine. I did post one thing about it on Twitter, which is basically that um, I see people calling Tulsi Gabbard a traitor because she said, you know, if we had just not tried to push for Ukraine to be in NATO, then this wouldn't have happened. And they called her a traitor and all that. And, and I, I don't know what we should have done or shouldn't have done. I have no idea. Maybe we should have not done this. Maybe we needed to. I, I mean, I have an opinion, but my opinion is worthless because I don't know. But one thing I feel pretty strongly about is that the people calling other people traitors for suggesting that we don't get involved in this or that we shouldn't have pushed Ukraine into NATO are pathological, that those people are at best idiots and at worst doing something nefarious. And it's the same thing with COVID. You could just be like, look, I'm against the mandates. You can get the vaccine if you want, but I don't think we should force people or I don't want the vaccine, but I don't think we should force people. But if you want to get it and they call those people anti-vaxxers when clearly they're not stopping anybody from taking the vax. They're just trying to use a negative label on somebody to make them shut up and not even advocate for something. Just like you're a traitor if you're not for, let's go fight Russia. And again, I don't know what the right thing to do was or the wrong thing to do was, but I just feel like that kind of talk, let's just out those people as for who they, they're outing themselves for who they are is like propagandists. Yeah, my girl Tulsi has been fire on Twitter. She had a Durham one. She had a Rogan one and this one just, just, I mean, not holding back whatsoever. Um, and yeah, that was really annoying to hear the, the trader talk, but yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you that I don't, I'm not going to sit here and try to play Monday morning quarterback here and, you know, criticize I, I, who knows this is very, very complicated, but, um, but yeah, that was very annoying to see, to see that discourse. And um, yeah, it's only going to get more, more of that, but everyone's dug in on their sides. It's, you know, that's well, why would you call someone a traitor? I, I totally understand if you're like, look, this is, we need to protect Ukraine saying, you know, you can't let Russia invade Ukraine. Next thing, China is going to invade Taiwan. This is right. going to be a real problem. Right. We need to do something. And I'm fine with someone making that case to me because of course, I don't know, sure. but you calling somebody a traitor who disagrees <laughs> yeah. to me is fucked up. And, and there are people who were calling me an anti-vaxxer because I was like, I don't agree with the mandates. I think they're wrong. And like, you're a fucking anti-vaxxer. They even changed the definition list. I hate uh, they did. bad news I know. for you. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know. might technically be one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, right. I, I mean, mean it's it's fake Orwellian. In, Literally in fake Orwellian speak. Yeah, the they change yeah. it. And, and But the truth is, you know, we know it doesn't matter if they change it because we know if you're anti-weed, you're not saying, oh, I don't smoke weed, but go ahead and smoke it in your house. That's not anti-weed. That's pro-weed. I'm pro-vax. Go ahead and shoot 20 shots into your testicles if you want. I don't give a fuck. I'm saying don't force others to do it. Don't force me to do it. But if you want it, you can have it. That's not anti-vax. Anti-vax is you shouldn't be allowed to take the vax. The vax is no good. It should be illegal. Now, people are like, but there's nobody who says that. That's right. There's no anti-vaxxers. 
there's many anti-mandators. There's no anti-vaxxers. When you're anti-gun, you don't think, oh, well, I don't have a gun, but if you want a gun, you can have it. No, anti-gun means no one else can have it either. Anti-weed means no one else can smoke it either. Anti-vax means nobody can have the vax. I am not going to take your vaccine away from you. Knock yourself out. There were anti-vaxxers, quote unquote, before uh, this pandemic, though. You would agree, right? They would fit the definition. I mean, it was a small minority. No, there there were people people who did not want their kid to be forced to take Mm -hmm. a vaccine. But I don't think there were people who... There's probably somebody. But I don't think there was even a, a, a minority that you even heard of, of people who... We're like, not only do I not want my kid to have to take it, but your kid shouldn't be allowed right. to have okay, it even I got if you, you want Okay, it. I got what you're saying. That's I, what yeah. anti is. I mean, anti, if you're anti-abortion, you're not like... No, I understand you know, what you're it saying. It means I, nobody's I, I, allowed to have I, it, right? That's what anti means. I, I, so what you're trying to say, what they're, they're, they're smearing people. And so what they're basically saying is like, you don't think vaccines should be legal. But no, I don't think they should be mandatory. That's not the same thing. You know, I think a woman should have the right to choose. I don't think... It should be mandatory. Otherwise, the human race would be over. I think they should have a right to choose. I think people should be able to smoke weed in their home if they so choose. I don't think it should be mandatory. Real man thinks it should be mandatory. I don't think it should be mandatory. I don't think gun ownership should be mandatory, but I'm not anti-gun. I think if you want to own a gun, you can. There are people, many, who are anti-gun. They want nobody, no private citizen to be able to own a gun. There's many people who believe that. That's anti-gun. That's anti there are those people who didn't want mandatory vaccines were not anti-vaxxers. They were, hey, even if there are many people who took the vaccine, said, I want the vax, but I don't want to force other people who don't want it. That is not an anti-vaxxer. By the definition, it is. Even if you vaxxed yourself and your kid, but you didn't want it to be mandatory for people who didn't want to do that, you were an anti-vaxxer by the Orwellian definition that they changed. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. But it's just whatever. These are all definitions and whatever, just uh, semantics. But um, yeah, I hear you. Well, yes. Well, continue. it's not because they're basically they're accusing people of being traitors. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I, yes. I, yes. I, yeah. No. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very frustrating how, how, how it's all been redefined. They're trying to shut you up if you don't agree with the narrative, the, you know, the pro-war, pro-Raytheon narrative. And I, I tweeted about this. I was like, all of a sudden out of the woodwork, there are all these uh, volunteer Pfizer reps coming out to tell you that you had to take this medicine. Um, they're not getting paid. They're just coming out of the woodwork to volunteer for Pfizer. And now you see people volunteering for Raytheon. Oh, you, you, are you a traitor? You don't want to go to war. You don't want to go give Raytheon a bunch of money to use weapons. The only reason I'm even going to this before we get into the substance is see these people for who they are. I just want you to, when you see these on Twitter, point them out and say, oh, one of those people. I see a, a volunteer sales rep. I wonder why his brain got hacked to do that for free. Speaking of Tulsi uh, and your WEF connection last week, you brought up a boy going down that uh, rabbit hole this week, that list of uh, companies connected there or people connected there is, uh, is longer than you. Yeah. Then maybe you would realize, I mean, it's, it's extensive. They have like half the Canadian cabinet, like tons of people in Canada. They have obviously uh, Macron. I think Merkel was one. Uh, Jacinda Arden in uh, New Zealand was one. Uh, I think Putin was actually one. Apparently he broke away. I was reading something about it, like whether he was still, whether he's like on board with that or he's the enemy of that, I'm not sure. They have uh, Mayor Pete, your guy. It should be just like the 21st century KKK. This is an organization of, of evil and it's just beyond the pale for you to now get its support. 
you know, that's, I know that's how I feel about it. Last week, I know that's what I'm. Yeah, I know. So, so what else, man? So okay, so I don't know, right? What what the deal is with? The, but I had I had a theory. So this is just you know, again, I'm going to offer. It's not an opinion because I, I I don't. It can't even rise to an opinion because I don't have enough knowledge. So here's here's there's gonna be three layers of what is going on here possibly. So layer one, the sort of naive take it at face value. We try to expand NATO into Putin's backyard. Putin does not like that in the same way that we didn't like it during the Cuban Missile Crisis when they were gonna then Russia was gonna put missiles right in our backyard. Wants to do something about it, and then we have that embarrassing and inept pull out of Afghanistan where the Taliban kind of kicks our ass. U.S. seems weak. The President Zelensky or whatever his name is kind of in over his head, the US and NATO basically come to him and they're like, all right, dude, you know, we're going to hook you up with some weapons. You're going to be part of NATO. It's going to be a good thing. And he's kind of like, uh, but what, what about Putin? He's not going to like that. And they're kind of like, no, 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 we got you. We got your back. Don't worry. Tony Soprano coming in. Hey, you know, we got you. Just go do this job for us. Go do this thing. And then the US looks weak after Afghanistan. They're disorganized. Biden is senile and incompetent. Putin's like, okay, we're going to deal with this threat. He does it strategically. And Zelensky's kind of like, come on, guys, you have my back. And they're like, oh, well, well we're going to have some harsh sanctions on them. No, no problem. And this guy's like, holy shit, like now I'm in it. Now I got myself into a, a, a real problem. You know, that's what, and he was very stressed out looking. I don't know if you saw the pictures of him. He looks like he's crying and just countries being invaded. But that, like this never would have happened if we didn't set them up to be part of this and kind of poke the bear and then like kind of, oh yeah, we got your back way back. Sorry to jump in. This just reminded me something that I did see pictures on the internet of someone who uh, went, uh, ran against Putin before and after uh, right. he, his picture of his face before and after he ran, uh-huh. uh, you know, a normal face. And then he was poisoned and he looks just like a different human being, uh, his, his, his whole face after just running against Putin. It's uh, anyway, sorry, it's, uh, a side note there that it's uh, it's he's a scary person. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. I don't know what's true and what's not true about Putin and what he did and what's propaganda. I really, I have no idea. Uh, uh, I, I do believe he, he poisons people. I mean, that one guy, I mean, uh, you know, the, who's the guy, the, you know, the, um, I know that one guy, guy in jail in, now. Yeah. Guy in jail now. Yeah. Oh, there's Navalny you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know about that, but he, po- he apparently had poisoned another guy who died in London in a hospital of it. But again, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying, what the U.S. media tells me about Putin, I just feel like that's uh, that's fair. Continue your thought. Continue. Okay. So what? So so, so, so face face value to me, what happened was we basically wanted Ukraine to help us expand NATO and pressure Putin, and kind of like got them involved in this project. And this dude was probably like, "Okay, cool, but you better have my back." And then we sort of didn't have his back. Putin saw we were weak, got our ass kicked by the Taliban. Was like, "Okay, we're gonna fuck this guy up." And they're not going to do shit. So that's layer one. That to me is like what happened. Now you could argue, we, what Tulsi was arguing was like, I don't think we should have pushed Ukraine into NATO and done this at all. We should have just said, okay, fine, let's back off. Or you could argue, if we told them we do that, then we should have backed them up, you know, with weapons and military. Okay. But, it, but what we did was basically, it seems, this is face value. Again, I, I could be totally wrong. It seemed like we we're like, hey man, you got to do this job for us. And then we just like, let him hung him out to dry. That's what it seems. That's face value. Second level. This invasion is not a total invasion. There's some uh, bombs dropped on strategic weapons and stuff like that. And it's sort of like a, a faux invasion. Um, it accomplishes a couple of small goals for Putin, some local stuff. But 
this sort of war that we're in, you know, proxy war or whatever, is cover for now. Uh, you see the stock market went up for printing again. Inflation meant austerity, meant market crash. We got to find a reason to print. Oh, we're in a war. We have to print. Okay. War means printing. And Putin just kind of went along. They got some territory. We just sort of, sort of all agreed to have this sort of fake war, just like, you know, COVID was a virus, but we sort of exaggerated the seriousness of it. And it allowed them to have a lot of control, create vaccine passes, do all these things that, that they actually wanted to do. Okay. That's level two. Okay. Level three. <laughs> level three is Putin is, was a WEF person. And that this is just complete theater. You know, the vaccine didn't really work to stop the spread. There's now data coming out of a German insurance company. I don't know if you saw that, that um, the side effects are much worse than had been reported initially. You know, Pfizer has been hiding the data. Um, the FDA and Pfizer moved to hide the, uh, the licensing process. They don't want to turn that. CDC is not releasing the booster CDC. data. Yeah, that's weird. yeah. I mean, this is really, I mean, come on, this is getting, this is getting really ridiculous. So, so this vaccine thing's going to come up where there's going to be more injuries than, than we knew. And the insurance companies are sounding the alarm and we need a quick turn. And the other problem with this too is, you know, Russia's hackers, Russia's all about hacking the cyber pandemic, right? That's the next thing. The, this one's kind of flailing. People aren't going to take any more boosters, probably not too many people. But now if we have a cyber pandemic, that's a whole other crisis where we can't have uh, anonymous people online. You've got to register your digital identity, gets you to the same place that the vaccine passports get you to. As this was petering out and there was going to be some problems, flip the switch. So one level is like, it's just the face value. And the second level is it's kind of just um, a bluff. And the third level is it's actually just total theater and they're complicit in this. So I don't know. It's probably what it is at face value, but I just was thinking about it. I did see that uh, insurance company claim by Robert Malone uh, because you quote unquote accidentally sent me that. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, I did. Oh, no, that's that a different one. That, that was the Indiana uh, one that I sent you yeah. like a month ago, right? Yeah, so Indiana, uh, yeah there's more insurance deal, more so insurance so companies. So there's this guy, Ed the Oracle, he calls himself or whatever, search for him. He's, he was a former BlackRock uh, like managing director. And now he's been sort of sounding the alarm on some of this stuff. And what he said, and again, I, I don't know that this is 100% true, but first thing that came out was an insurance company in Indiana, it was just some executive, maybe the CEO, was talking on a conference call. And he said, you know, our data of deaths from 20 to 65 year olds, like working age people, were up 40% over this period of time, non-COVID deaths. And they didn't really have an explanation, but the insurance companies are the first ones, life insurance to, uh, to, to sort of catch the wind of it because they have their actuaries who model how many people are going to die in that age group to sell their policies at a profit. And when they start losing money, paying out way more life insurance policies than they took in, that almost never happens because their actuaries are very good about how long each person's expected to live. So a huge upsurge happened and they lost money. So that was the first sort of canary in the coal mine. And then the next one is now this German insurance company that is saying for ethical reasons, we must disclose this. Our adverse reaction data is off the charts. It's off the charts. It's way higher than reported. So now that's there. That was the one that broke yesterday or today. And then the third thing is that, that this guy has been looking to his funeral homes. These funeral homes are doing robust business way more than they're used to cremations, things like that are way, way up. So he's starting to think, okay, well, this is building a pretty good case here. But I'll say something, just like I said with COVID, there's all these COVID deaths, but I know nobody who's died of COVID. Well, there's, I know of a 
some people, but nobody personally that I knew has died of COVID. So I'm like, okay, what's really going on here? Unless people are hiding it out of shame, I don't know anyone who's had vaccine side effects, serious ones, besides like being sick for a day or two or having a sore arm. I don't know them. And so as much as I'm like Pfizer, Moderna, evil, it's horrible that they mandated this. And as much as I have sort of like, oh, it doesn't surprise me that this is happening. My eyes and ears, my basic faculties don't see it. My friends don't tell me about this. So that's what makes me a little dubious and why I haven't really retweeted that stuff because I think I would be seeing it in my contacts unless... They that's don't good want that to be see both sides. I mean, that's good to be fair because you'd make that argument the other way. So that's good that you. I did make the argument the other way with COVID, right? right? right. It's like, and yeah. you have to trust your own experience, right? Like, shouldn't my family, my friends, everybody I know, shouldn't people be dropping left and right if this was happening, or at least hospitalized left and right? I know a couple hmm. people who had, you know, one woman had this like brain thing and she had to go back in uh, my hair cutter, but she even said it wasn't. It was like this weird. I don't know what the hell what it was, but it wasn't great. Another guy had some tintinous, like ringing in his ears for a while. But that is not... Get that from having COVID, by the way. There was yeah. someone that argued back on Rogan, and he went really into that mitochondria stuff. And it's like... You Myocarditis, are- yeah. Sorry, thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but it's you're more serious. Like, it, it is... War- yes, it is true. That is causing some, the vaccine. But it's actually... But it's worse if you get COVID. That The, the data is showing... I've heard the opposite. That, that if well, you get myocarditis... Again, they argue each other's science, but this guy, yeah. whatever. He was the guy that, that got back and forth in Rogan, and he went after the fact. You know, he's like, I didn't. Well, I don't want. I want to make sure how right I am on this. And he did a deep dive and whatever. That's what what he came. Okay. Up with. But but okay. but again, whatever. But it's, right. You know, but the point the, the point you're making, which is a valid one, which is it's noisy. And Some one other thing I want to say, COVID- another stuff yeah. that's coming up scary now. Sorry, Liz, but it, that the, a lot of cancer talk too. That those numbers are up. Well, guess what? Do you know how much cancer treatment was put off the last three years because? Of, so no shit that it's going to go through the roof because so it's just you know it's noisy like, and, and, scre- and, scre- and, and screenings right not just treatment, that's what i mean screening yeah, so you didn't really yeah. add it yes. you would have gotten yes. the screen okay right. but but i will so the dod data also came out that's the other data point where their cancers and uh, heart attacks myocarditis all these things are up through the roof autoimmune problems like up like some of them a thousand percent like tenfold um and the military the dod uh health database is one of the best because the military is very uh, scrutinized, right? Like more than like the average population, they're monitored a lot more closely. And so that one also showed a lot of adverse effects. And the VAERS reports are huge for this vaccine compared to other vaccines. It's like way, way more. But to me, the strongest counterpoint isn't that it could be long COVID or whatever. I kind of think there's going to be a huge incentive for the people who push this to blame everything on COVID or long COVID. But my barometer that that's the only the reason why i'm sort of still a little skeptical is the people i know are not telling me they've had problems the, my personal circle a couple hundred people probably they haven't really had problems and so i know it could be like one in a thousand you do 300 million of them it's a huge problem and i might not know because it's one in a thousand but i feel like i would have heard more of people that i know Again, I'm not saying it's not happening. I, I think it's likely that there is something going on, but I can't, I don't feel strongly about it unless I see it in my circles. Well, I'm glad a you're bit. using the same exact logic is what I'm saying. I mean, you, should, you have yeah, to, right? Yeah, I'm not, right. I, I, as much as like, you know. Not everyone is, is, is. No, they're not. They honest or whatever. Never be on a team. No, Go not, where the facts take no, you. I and, agree. Yeah. You know, I know it's, you're not allowed. You weren't, now you can talk, I sort of can talk about this. You were not even allowed to even suggest this before. Now you can kind of say, well, there's some side effects and 
even the CDC says space out the shots now more to reduce myocarditis risk. I mean, they're admitting there's a risk. We should be talking about things and we should be as fair-minded as we can about what's going on. Anyway, that was just that. I, so to me, like if this is a thing and it might not be a thing again, then this is going to, this would be overwhelming. You know, there's kids who've had it and there's, you know, you've seen those reports of soccer players dropping dead and all the shit. I mean, it would be a scandal on an epic, epic level. And they would definitely want to turn the page to war, cyber pandemic, whatever the next thing is quickly. If this becomes, uh oh, we did a lot of damage. I hear you. I mean, I, I hear you. I'm open minded to anything pretty much at this uh, point in, li- in life. But um, I would just say it's probably, probably more Occam's razor here just because I don't know. I feel like it, this looks bad to Biden, in my opinion. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they're in game here, allowing this being their, their, their plan. But maybe I'm off. Well, I well, actually, I think actually the the vaccine thing is is probably secondary. I think that the primary situation is inflation and the markets, and that they're kind of caught in a between a rock and a hard place. Where if they, you know, if they raise rates, they can combat inflation, but the market crashes, and if they lower rates, the market soars, and there's huge inflation, and they don't have a good option. And war has typically been an excuse to print and deal. And have an excuse oh, yeah. and something to blame. And they're already saying, oh, Ukraine crisis is why gas oh, is high. I hear is- you. And he's and I say that. And Biden's already has like the lowest uh, approval rating like ever or whatever. What's he going to yeah. get? You know what I mean? So maybe, well, well I'm, I'm, I guess I don't put anything past anyone at this point. But I'm, I, I hear what you're saying. Russia invades Ukraine. And like the president's supposed to appear on TV at that moment and be like, here's what's happening. Stay calm. We've got a plan. 12 hours later, he appears. This is not like yeah. a functioning uh, administration. And Kamala Harris is is in overhead. She's not up to snuff. We don't really have a leader. I don't know who's really calling the shots. I don't think it's Biden. I don't think it's Kamala Harris. I don't know who's calling the shots. I don't think it's that nutless monkey, Anthony Blinken. I, I really don't know who's in charge. It's very strange. Like, who's in charge here? Isn't it always the powers that be? I mean, it's like we all did. I mean, is it, you think it's just the president always? I mean, isn't it always kind well, of? I a, thought a, I a, thought a, it was Trump's call or something. Yeah, okay, I, I guess I, Trump I, might be a the, good. Yeah, yeah. Clinton deep state calling the, the, making the shots for sure. Uh, maybe uh, you should read this thing I just read about Clinton. Yeah. Oh my god! But the, there, there's like the deep state. You know, the bureaucrats that are like permanently in the Pentagon and in the State Department that are just kind of run things. Presidents come and go, but those people, you're right. Like they kind of call a lot of the shots because they they're the one like filtering the info for the presidents and things like that. It's like Fauci's one of those guys for medicine and Trump stupidly outsourced his pandemic response to Fauci. That was who was kind of in charge of it. So yeah, the president doesn't always always call the shots, but I think Trump kind of did. I think Obama would consult with his people and then he would make the call. I don't think there's an Obama or even a Trump in that White House right now. I don't know who I really don't know who it is. I don't know where the buck stops. Yeah, obviously it's not a shocking circumstance. I mean, was, this is kind of what everyone expected. But um, yeah, here we are. We don't know who is calling the shots, and it is weird that he stayed hidden for so long during a, a crazy event like this. So yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know what what happens. What happens next, Liz? I don't know. I, I think the scary prospect, which is the logical next step, is China sees we're weak. I think the sanctions are so toothless because first of all, Russia supplies. So all this other stuff in the backdrop is that, you know, Germany killed its nuclear power, all the Greta Thunberg, green ESG, that whole environmentalist, which I used to agree with, actually. Now I've 
sort of gone down the rabbit hole on that. And I, I'm very dubious of their intentions and, and what's actually going on there either. And so they scrapped their nuclear power, which is, by the way, carbon neutral. I mean, it's that's not the carbon problem. I mean, there's nuclear waste. But they scrapped that. And now Germany needs to import basically all of its gas from Russia. So Europe cannot sanction Russia. I mean, they need Russia. The wheat and things like that, the food, you, I don't think they can sanction. I just don't think they can really do it. And some of the smart guys I've been reading is like, don't worry about the kinetic part. I mean, obviously it's tragic if anyone dies in a war, but that the real war is going to be you know, economic. The US can't cut Russia out of SWIFT because Europe needs, Europe needs to buy gas from them. And letting that uh, pipeline from Russia to Germany or whatever, the Nords or whatever it was, that, and then the fact that they got rid of their nuclear power and became dependent on that. And the US, you know, they, they kind of shelved their pipeline and also their, some of their fracking and all the other things that I used to think was the worst thing ever. I wish I were more knowledgeable about this, but I, I think the energy problem in the world is that Russia's energy is very much necessary. If you were to get rid of all the Russian oil and gas from the market, the, the prices of oil and gas would be so high that it would crash the entire world economy. So that, that's, that's what the guys I'm reading have been saying. So they don't, they can't really, it's not just the nukes, it's, it's also the gas. So we're kind of over a barrel, but if Putin does get away with this, and I think he nice will. Nice pun. Nice pun. Wasn't oil way up uh, last <laughs> yeah. night? Oh, no, no. I mean, that's the thing, right? Yeah, I didn't even think I was even trying to make a pun, but it was a good pun. But so if Putin gets away with this, and it looks like he's going to, I mean, we'll see. Maybe they'll do some cyber hacks. Again, I don't like the cyber shit because I guarantee it's going to be that false flag cyber pandemic to shut down the banks and really take control of people. But anyway... I really hope that doesn't happen. But, you know, Klaus Schwab said there will be a cyber pandemic. It'll make COVID look like no big deal. It'll be much more severe. It'll be much more disruptive. Sowing the seeds for the plausibility of that to the average person. But the other domino is that if we're not going to back up Ukraine, then would we back up Taiwan if China came in? And China views Taiwan as it's as part of China. And, and not only that, but Taiwan, apparently, they're the biggest chip makers. For all of our devices, they're like incredibly needed for that purpose. And so Taiwan is much more strategically important to the U.S. than um, apparently than Ukraine is. So does China go in? So this is, this, this is when you start looking at World War III scenarios. If Taiwan gets hit and Ukraine gets hit and China and Russia are sort of allies, well, now we got a, like a really big problem. John Cena will probably come out and be in favor of it. Bill Maher in his show said, on uh, this last show said, uh, I thought it was steroids that shrunk your balls when he said uh, to Cena. You know, he came out and spoke. He did that know, apologizing. Yeah. Whatever. yeah, apologizing. Yeah, so, yeah just, so oh man. Servile. No, but yeah. I mean, I don't know the extent to which they've infiltrated Hollywood or certain. Yeah. I know that branches. that's the next worry though, is uh, yeah, I keep, I, I keep hearing, you know, that's, that's the next. So not only that, so we've got China and Russia against us. And then we got Europe, which is our ally totally dependent on Russian gas. So yeah, they can't really take a stand. Right. Well, so, Putin I mean, obviously knows that. So that's why he's, you know, I mean, he has that leverage. He knows that we're not going to do shit. And, and then you have a bunch of nutless monkeys in our administration being humiliated with bad polling and Raytheon wanting to get some money. I mean, this is a little bit scary, you know, because the, these people are like, I don't see these people as statesmen, you know, smart. Like I, I think Putin, even if he's evil, knows what the fuck he's doing. He, he seems like he's competent. Xi Jinping seems competent. Maybe he's not, I don't know, but it just seems like they're not soft. Like they're not going to just get pushed around easily. And 
forget about the morality of it here for a second. I don't want to say they're evil and, and they probably are. I'm not going to argue that. I'm saying, do we have people as competent as, as those leaders? And are we as strategically organized as those leaders? We obviously have the biggest economy and the best military, but are the people running it a bunch of fucking bozos wearing their fucking masks in the, the, the you know, they had this big meeting on this joint chiefs of staff or whatever with Biden. They're wearing their masks. You know, it's like, you're like signaling your fucking mask wearing with your cloth mask. It doesn't work. Like, dude, this is like the, the highest level of our like national security. And they're like, got their masks on and shit. You think like those Russians and those Chinese are meeting with their fucking masks on in the, in like the, you know, signaling? No, fuck no, they're not. They don't care about this shit. I don't know. I, it, it's worrisome. It's very worrisome. I don't, I don't think we're like the, the people we have are up to par. Yeah, this isn't good, man. It's uh, one thing after another here. Uh, yeah, this isn't, this is not, doesn't look great where this is headed. Yeah, not at all, man. And you got infiltration from within from the WEF with all those like Trudeau China admirers. And then you've got actual China and Russia. And then you have Europe dependent on, on Russia's gas. This is not a good, this is not good. I, I mean, I, I'm okay with like a multipolar world where the US isn't the sole superpower. But I'm not okay with China, Russia being the superpower, a superpower alliance and somehow, you know, subjugating everybody or the WEF taking over from a weak, a weakened America and like putting in this Chinese social credit system. And it, it's fucked. It's fucked. And how quiet is every, has our government been on Canada just seizing people's bank accounts? I mean, not a peep. So apparently they're good with it. They, they want to be able to do that. I think Biden and that administration wants to be able to seize the January 6th thing is the same kind of thing. I mean, come on, those guys, they didn't kill a single person. One of them got killed and they didn't even destroy the Capitol, they didn't even do much damage. And they're treating these people like terrorists and they're doing that. And they, they're trying to create a whole terrorism law, body of law to go after their political opponents. So they want to do what Canada has done. Some funny postscript to that, you know, Trudeau, the House in Canada passed the emergency powers, extended it, and the Senate was about to reject it. He didn't have the votes, and he withdrew them voluntarily. But then I, I read that part of the reason he withdrew them voluntarily is all the Canadians were just taking their money out of the bank, and the banks told them, you got to stop this because we're going to be we're going to have a bank run. Like, you know, oh, yeah, you can imagine. Canada banks, yeah. yeah. But you can imagine if you're in Canada and you hadn't, <laughs> even if you hadn't donated to the protesters, you'd be like, I don't want to be next. You know, give me my money. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I saw people a couple days ago saying short the Canadian banks. Yeah. yeah I would have only imagined. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So anyway, yeah, it's not, it's not a great. No, it's not a great time right now. Like, I mean, you think you get, you, you know, the pandemic, can we finally move past that? Uh, and now no, maybe world war three up next. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. And, and I think like, you know, they're, they really want people in a digitally controlled ID system whether it's the Vax pass, whether it's an online pass because there's cyber mm -hmm. pandemic and a CBDC, you know, central bank digital accounts where you've got your money in the bank, you got a hundred grand in the bank and you want to purchase something. It's going to be carbon monitored. How much carbon does that steak have? Oh, it's, it's a, you've had a couple of steaks this week, Dalton. That's pretty high carbon allowance. That's fine, but you're not going to be able to drive to LA to see the championship game because your carbon allowance has been exceeded. I mean, if they want, they can do that. And they can use the climate emergency. Mm -hmm. They can use the v next virus pandemic emergency. They can use the cyber emergency. They can use 
whatever boogeyman they want to justify this. And of course, once your livelihood, your ability to feed your family is tied to permission, you know, you're in the Chinese social credit system. You can't rebel. You can't protest. You, you, you cannot, I mean, you can, but if you want to be homeless, you can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Here you That's, that's where it's hopefully not headed, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So I don't know. I don't know if you have anything else to say about that. Not that. No, that was good. No, that was good. So I, you know, I had my last XM show today. And yeah, had to be you, the last guest. Yeah, happy to you're, be you're the last guest, guest in uh, my history. The show will go on. Jeff will have other guys. It was cool. You know, it was it was just right, the right kind of show. I mean, you know, it's funny. Like I was like, I don't want to do. We we're joking about. I don't want to do the Jeter Ripken retirement tour. I'd be like Brady, and then yeah, Alan yeah. the next day is like, Hey, let's do this uh, retirement <laughs> tour. And then you know, we did a little bit of it. Even Pete was like, Hey, it's cool. Everything's great, but uh, if you don't mind, just don't do like a really extensive retirement tour and like take everybody. You know, it's cool that you know you promote your stuff. I think it went fine. Everything went fine. But um, I realized, you know, Heather was like, how was the last show? I was like, it was good. You know, it was chill. We were, you know, exchanged some stories. But anytime you have like a, a show or a career of doing something for 12 years, it speaks for itself. Like either people liked it or they didn't. Like you're not, the ceremony doesn't mean shit. Your last show or, or how you commemorated or whatever. That's, it's not that important. It's like people either connected with it and liked it or they didn't. That's, you know, sure. Cal Ripken either had the career he did or he didn't. His stupid retirement tour is irrelevant to, you know, what he did, you know. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. I thought it was a good set. I mean, I'm glad that Alan did that video, though. I mean, oh, it was great. It was great. Part of it. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, it was uh, some some stuff I said didn't make the cutting room floor. But um, no, I enjoyed watching it. And yeah, no, it was well deserved. And it's got to be a, a new, I mean, whatever, a new chapter in your life. So it's got to be weird because it's something you've done. Yeah, 12 years is a long time. So, I mean, it's a big big difference going not just the rotowire writing aspect but that whole aspect too both being gone a lot of freedom i know you're pumped but definitely different it's it's crazy like just like i just took the codec out unplugged it i'm gonna go send it back to pete in uh wisconsin and i'm like that's that that's it i've had that thing for 10 years i've been all over the world with it. i've done it in a in a shack at my friend's house in wales i've had it in berlin for three months i had it you know i've taken this thing all over the place you know i go back with it to la and i'm doing my show in la yeah, XM was good. You know, it was a good thing. And I was telling Jeff, maybe I was telling you this, but it was, you know, it was like having a, I was telling, it was in the Seslowski video. It's like, you know, we work remotely. You work remotely too, right? So you don't really, you don't have a work environment. And I used to, um, where I'd hang out with the guys and talk shit. We, you know, we had a good time. We did, we were doing DFS before DFS existed on a whiteboard. We were <laughs> picking like hockey scores, goals and assists, basketball points and rebounds. Like you could do whatever on a whiteboard and just have four guys. And uh, we should have we should have built that game actually, but we didn't. <laughs> but we were playing that, you know. And I didn't have that ever since 2006. And so, you know, XM was like my work environment. It was like producers Bennett and Draws. It was Ivy and Trevor for a long time. And then, you know, my guests would come on. Jeff was there. You know, we were like it was like your office. You go into the office for a couple hours. I mean, I'm definitely gonna miss that. I'm by myself in Portugal, and I do social shit. Yeah. But you know, during the day, it's just gonna be. I mean, you and I'll do podcasts. Hopefully, we'll do more than one a week. But, you know, that's it. That's the end of that. But it's good. I, I don't regret it. I, I feel good about it. And it was nice, you know, and I appreciate Jeff and, and just the whole thing. So it was cool. It's good having you on. It was good having Dre on the last day. So it's good. Yeah, it all seemed to work out time-wise, like, you know, a downtime now in between sports, you know, yeah. after you football and everything. But, um, yeah, you know, let's let's be frank. You ran its course. I'm, I'm kidding. I'll, I will honestly, I'll miss, I'll miss that. That's like my routine. I listen to a bunch of podcasts to go along with my TV watching and movie watching um, 
your XM show because you can just do it on demand or whatever. So that's, that's you know, I, I treat it like a podcast and I can right. skip, you know, if you take uh, calls or whatever, which you cut a lot out or whatever, but, right. um, but you know, skip whatever you want, whatever, and you're a good guest, whatever. I liked the, anyway, obviously you guys had a good rapport and it will de definitely be missed, man. It really will, but um, yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, you're gonna congrats, you're gonna, congrats you're gonna, in a long run. Congrats in a long run, list. Dude, seriously, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm seriously like getting this congratulations fatigue because when we sold the company, everyone's like, "Congrats, sold the company, yeah. amazing." And then I won a bunch of leagues this year. I won like the FSGA and I won the Fantasy Index and a bunch of congrats, congrats, you know. And then um, I announced I was leaving. I said, "Oh, you're leaving, congrats, right?" And then I announced I was leaving the XM show. Congrats. And I think a lot of people have me on mute because of my political views. Sure. They're not really political. It more just my views about how to handle COVID or what's going on. My life views. It's more what my views about what's going on, I would say. It's not really politics. I don't really talk about politicians very much. Mm -hmm. But some people have muted me and they are always surprised. Like, oh, you left RotoWire? Like what? And I'm like, oh, you definitely muted me. You know, like friends of mine. And that's fine. I don't mind. I've muted oh, them too. Oh, I get what you're saying. People, I, friends. I, oh, I muted them. Yeah. Oh, there's no yeah. way that they that they wouldn't have yeah. known if they were, if I, they were what I mean, right. which is fine. That's I muted funny. them too. And it's right. just because I, I don't, I don't want to know because I like them, you know, and I don't want to yeah. like hear their normie views their I don't want to hear their like repeating the narrative. I just, I just don't want to know what they think about that. So I just, okay, you're on mute, but it's just hilarious that they, they clearly had me That's on funny. mute. I know what you're saying. Exactly. And then someone jumped in. Uh, yeah. A, a lot of congratulations, whatever, on a, on a couple of Twitter threads, but someone's like, not my cup of tea or something. Or, or something. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, who are these people that like, feel the need to like to yeah, say yeah. that on a guy leaving? It's just so yeah. weird. It's just weird, weird people in social media. It's really know. funny though. It's like, it's like, I was joking about it today. It's like, people are like, I hate your show and I'm unfollowing you. And I'm like, thanks so much. Like most people just unfollow with no notice at all. You're so courteous to let me know that you're like, I don't even know you. You're some random person. Like you're going to lose just... a lot of money now. You're going to lose a lot of the revenue that person was, was giving oh my you God. by following I, you. I love that stuff, by the way. I love when people come out and just declare, you know, declare themselves. Oh shit. Yeah. Oscar's barking. Hold on one sec. I got to get Oscar. Right. He's the landlady's going to go crazy. Hold on. Okay. No worries. Maybe this will be the one that makes the video. This guy, this is the culprit who's nice. barking. Very handsome. See how handsome he is? Up, Oscar. And uh, he's just boy. he's just by himself because Heather's out with friends and Sasha's asleep. So he's just by himself. And so I'm going to try to keep him in my lap when I do this. If you can just cool out. Good. We're good. Love small it. dog. You know, it's like you have a small dog. It's oh, like, yeah. I got one too. Yeah. 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 Um, it's nice. It's like I've a, always had boxers, like two boxers, like 24 years of my life. And then going from that to an indoor <clears throat> small dog's really nice. Gosh, now he's lying to my leg. Good boy. The hell were you talking XM, about? XM moving on life. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Next chapter. It's, um, it's yeah. good. It's a little daunting. These websites are taking a lot of time to build. The guys are really nice, but you know, building these websites to have like newsletters and yeah, I saw your, your farewell. I would just read it right before I started recording your farewell oh, letter. Did it go out to you? Yeah. Uh, oh. how did I, I might've came across it on Twitter actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I didn't get emailed. Okay. No. It should. No. It should well, I, I do get your you emailed your Substack. Yes. Okay. That, so I, I imported all the Substack stuff into the, those okay. sites. Gotcha. So you should have got. Okay. I'll talk to the guys, but that's good yeah. to know. All right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Eventually, that stuff will just go out. And I'm trying to make separate subscriptions for like sports and other content because, like, if you're in it for the other stuff, and you get these like master cheat sheet rankings, you're like, what the hell is that? And if you're sure. in it just for the cheat sheets, you don't really want to get the other stuff. So 
You can get both. Yeah, speaking of which, you got to do some baseball. I, I, I have a sickness. Uh, I've done like seven draft champions. It was really bad yesterday trying to draft in French laundry for my 40th birthday. With I didn't. I don't, okay, I didn't bring the sheets in with me. To be fair, but yeah. Wait, 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 wait. We're gonna. I was gonna. You shouldn't segue into it backwards from from okay. baseball, dude. Happy birthday. Okay. Thank you. You're, Thank you. You turned 40 yesterday. We maybe should, maybe should have led with this. Actually, it was yeah. just that there's World World War Three happening yeah. on your 40th yeah. birthday. Yeah. Real man has you know World War Three annihilates <laughs> the human race. Start, start Andy Barron's though, Andy Barron's 9-11 on his 30th yeah, birthday. I know. Like, that's so fucked. Andy Barron's is fucked. And every birthday he had, every like major milestone birthday he has is a 9-11 milestone. I know. Horrible. I it's know. just so funny. It's like, it's not his fault. He was just happened to be born on that day. But you, you know, World War Three starts on your 40th birthday. So you and Andy Barron's, Andy Barron should have given you a call and said, hey man, if you need some counseling on this, I know what this is like. But you went to the French Laundry. Gavin Newsom, not there, right? Not there. No, no one was wearing masks in there either. A, a couple waiters, but um, no, no Gavin Newsom. Unfortunately, it was a uh, delicious, like ten courses. Uh, I gave how much? Him, maybe, maybe do some food porn to, if you want to put on the the site. Even uh, it's three fifty just to get the reservation. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's three fifty ahead just to get the reservation, right. right? And then some supplements. Like I went with the A five Wagyu, even though the end cap ribeye was just fine. That was like a hundred and thirty supplement. Uh, oh. And um, and someone else went with you know a different risotto with. Uh, it's great when they bring out the the truffle briefcase. Mm. It's like uh. Marcellus Wallace's soul. They open it up and it, it's a pungent uh. smell. And they uh. and they just are very uh, generous on their portions. And uh, and then and then wine. Uh, people, I, I I love this uh, this non alcoholic for me. But then everyone else was you know a lot of a lot of wine and one of our, our but my close buddies uh, girlfriend was uh having a good time probably let's just say a little bit louder than they're used to in uh she's wasted in, uh, she got wasted and started you know, she's, going she's, crazy. She's, 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 it's the way she is it's a good time uh, she has, likes uh, to have a good time whether she's at the uh, french laundry or, or wherever but um right. it was a uh, very i i have to say the waiters probably enjoyed it they're not used to used to that but really it, it was awesome and it's like it's a ridiculous amount to spend on on food but um i i like spending my money on sporting events concerts and, and food and i like the experiences some people like cars and things i like it too so you don't buy clothes obviously you don't wear no, nice yeah that's clearly clearly i don't <laughs> i don't you know, yeah exactly and uh yeah. anyways it, it was a fun time seven of us and we all uh this is a two-hour drive from my, my place there and back um and we, you could walk out in front the the garden they grow it's all farm to table and you right. get a a, a a tour of the kitchen i figured out how they do that so they do three hours you get there we, uh, the first one is at four so it's an early dinner and then they do the next group at seven and how they get everyone to leave is because it's the second time in there they say do you want a tour of the kitchen that means time to get the fuck out is is what that means. no so no i want to drink more feel, wine yeah you feel tables. like you're special but uh but no but anyway you get the tour of the kitchen and we got some photos and seriously i'll send you some photos because food yeah, everyone likes food porn yeah. and i mean this is french laundry i mean it doesn't get gaudy like all the plates are special like there's like the best salad i had they're all small but they're like just the the, the combination of flavors it's just it's really damn good man it's, it's just delicious but uh but yeah, yeah man, good, good times i've turned 40 and that was that and uh world uh, world war started uh, uh literally on, on on my day but yeah 40 40 years old and it's crazy uh, i remember going back to to see meet you guys in vegas in 2007 uh for that trip you're, you're 25 15, yeah you're 15 years ago kid. yeah yeah so wild wild man crazy. crazy man good man i'm glad you had a good birthday it's yeah. gonna be weird it's gonna be weird now with no, like, no, like I'm just trying to do stuff every day. Like I have my yeah. things I want to make. I, I could have made it and I might do like a subscription. It's, it's free now with, you know, contributions. But I was thinking of doing a subscription where, and people can tell me if they think I should, but I, this is probably something I shouldn't say for my own self-interest and your interest, but I'm going to say it anyway. 
is that I didn't want a subscription. I might maybe for this podcast, but not for my site. I wanted contributions because when you give a contribution, you're basically looking at what's there and you're like, oh, I like this. I'll give something to this. But when you buy a subscription, you're expecting something from this in the future. So I was like, do I really want to have a whole bunch of subscribers with renewing revenue? That's great. But that like I, I then owe them work. I owe them work. I mean, if someone's subscribing, I can't just like take a month vacation. That every month they're dinging their their account. So I have to work. And I was thinking, I don't want that, right? Like, is, what's the difference to have GDC, the company that bought Rotowire as my boss or me as a boss saying I have to do this every day? Why not just, and, and hopefully I'll end up doing it every day anyway, just because I have ideas and I want to express them. I want to say something. So I'm doing the work every day, but I don't have to. It's only voluntary. It's purely voluntary. I wake up, I have something to say. I'm going to put it out there. Hopefully someone finds value in it. If they find value, they can donate. If they don't find value, don't donate. That's it, you know, and that's clean because I don't owe anybody anything. If I want to take a month, I take a month. You gave a donation for what you, for what you enjoyed, for what you got value from. I like to say contribution, donation. I don't really believe mm -hmm. in charity. I, I believe in, in, in trade, trading you some mm -hmm. value. You trade me value and you're good because you got the value. And then you can donate, you can donate. You can contribute <laughs> again if you find more value down the road, but you're not obligated to, I'm not obligated to. I can quit tomorrow and never do this again. You can never watch or contribute again. That's kind of the, the I, maybe that's naive of me, but that's kind of like, oh shit, fucker. Oscar, come. He's such a baby when Heather's gone. Hold on. Oscar, come. Heather's destroyed him. You know, Heather's, uh, <laughs> Heather's got this guy in like a codependency situation. And uh, he just, when, he's, when she's out, you know, he just howls. And then our landlady, his apartment, I mean, it's late now complain and like, you know, so it's, I'm like always running out there and right. dealing with it. Anyway, you get my point, right? Like just, yeah, I heard you say that on the XM show. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Totally. You know, I had a, this is, I had so, a yearly subscription renewal of a fantasy site that I would not have renewed, but it just did it automatically. Most of them these days give you a warning and I always appreciate right. the warning and one just snuck up on me and just did it. So I don't like that model either, but yes, uh, I appreciate what you're uh, after and it gives you less stress as far as feeling the, the like zero whole point of not having a you know job now is to not have the pressure to to do something at a deadline or something or for someone or whatever you know exactly and, and it's very hard not to have internal pressure from yourself to be like dude i haven't done anything all week like what am i doing like nobody's gonna subscribe nobody's gonna listen but it's like fine to truly be fine like either i have an idea that i think has value for other people and i can offer it to them or i don't <laughs> it's like I don't know what idea I'll have tomorrow. Maybe I'll have zero ideas tomorrow. Maybe I'll have five ideas tomorrow, but I don't know. You, you can't, ideas aren't something you can put in the bank like money and then retrieve them. They, they come to you and you either have them or you don't. The, the purity of just being able to like, oh, I have something I want to say and say it and then not say it if you don't and then let people decide whether that's valuable or worthwhile to them. It's super clean. Most people can't do it. I, we just sold the company. So I've got a bit of a cushion a couple of years that I don't really have to stress about it right away. And if I can make this model work and then, then I'm golden, then I'm truly golden, you know, so I'm trying it. Definitely.
Um, yeah, so draft champions, I suggest you're doing these cheat sheets or whatever for for, yeah. for people. Um, yeah, maybe you should do another. I know baseball is not even going to happen. I'm depressed because I just I've already spent so much time for uh, uh, doing these. But it's, it's it's fun. But I was like, like I said, I had three going at once because like a Raz Slam snuck up on me, like a you know a industry one that I'd said yes to two two months ago. You know, so I forgot that it was like an overlap with two other because I always be drafting, man. Uh, is what they say these days, and I'm into it because of these drafting holds. There's no fab. And it's just so much fun. And the, I'd have to say the fantasy baseball community is just, uh, it's funny. There's drama and the podcasts, they don't take themselves as serious to me as, as the football. I mean, there's a lot of good content out there, Jeff and, and the Rotowire crew, but there's uh, Rob Silver launch angle, the move, the cork bats, the moving average, uh, John Studd and the draft yeah. champions, the one that I was on that I told you about, Zach Waxman, he is just killing it. And he did a Jeopardy's category this last week. And uh, I was listening to it organically. I think Matt, uh, Modica, Modica and Vlad were on, were on it. And one of the Jeopardy categories uh, was Chris Liss. And I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Where, where's he going? Where's he going with this? And Vlad was even more, oh, he was on it. He's like, this is my first editor. And he's like, I don't know where this is going. But um, it, what it was, he always tries to relate it to baseball. And it says, this person, these people have not been fantasy relevant since 2019. And, and Zach prefaced it like three times. I actually like Liss. I actually like Liss. But you don't talk about sports, which is true. So you have to own that one you don't talk about sports much these days so not as much funny. as i used you, to yeah you yeah. were the uh yeah so who people who weren't fantasy relevant since 2019 you were a category on jeopardy and there's someone else who's a category and i'm gonna save that one until after to tell you about but uh you will especially appreciate this one but uh, anyway good if people are talking about you unless it's totally pernicious it's fun and like i said i've, I've yeah. really enjoyed this the community the fantasy baseball pods are just they don't take themselves serious and it's uh and i'm just so so uh competitive uh, with this I'm super competitive i do this crazy weird style People talk shit in the chat pretty much uh, uh, like clockwork each time because it's so different. And uh, But yeah, after I'm last year, they can't really I talk shit. Though. I'm not, I'm not like everyone knows, though. You know what I mean? And, I, and I'm, I'm having people tag me, though, on Twitter. I guess other people are, are, are emulating mine. Uh, it's a serious form of flattery, as they say. But people are are, are trying the the seven straight starters to, to drive drafts. But, dude, is there even going to be B baseball? I've been trying to just be keeping my head in the sand. I'd be like, they'll figure this out. You know, too much money involved. But there's this hard deadline on the 28th, and it sounds like, I don't know. It's just very stubbornness, but I don't know. Do you have any insight on that? I'm sure you don't, but I don't, I just don't, I'm trying to, I was talking to Jeff about this on the show. I don't know. What is the point? What are they trying to achieve? What, what are the owners? I know what the players are trying to achieve. They're just trying to like get a little bit more money, like in the bonus pool and like, you know, just get a little and bit. And there more were things money. like the minor leaguers quit screwing around with them, and that stupid right. system when they're L ready. But those to are just play, little right, like the serv service universal time DH. things. Yeah. But that's all small potato stuff. I mean, they, we know what the players want. It's like little incremental improvements over the deal. Okay, fine. What do the owners want? What's the problem? Like, I don't, I don't really understand. Like, they can just ha hash this out and meet halfway. It's not that much money in the scheme of things. And no, it's not. Why, yeah, why would you risk? It either. I guess why would you risk the season? Yeah. Yeah. over some owners don't care i guess they don't even care about missing the season they make more money that way but i, I don't understand it either i haven't followed because i don't like I don't so that i can't really answer anymore. like what yeah. it's going to resolve the impasse if i don't really understand the motivation of one Fair. of the sides yeah. so i just that, that's like the mystery are they trying to break the union make them just cave i've been saying this on the xm show but the players are just idiots they had a problem in 2020 with the how much pay they're going to get when the shortened season there was a big fight about that remember when they were starting like mid-season and it was apparent then, and obviously now, in 2022, with the amount that Mike Trout and Bryce Harper, and you know all these all the Max Scherzer and and all these guys make, dude, just chip in a 20 grand each and get like a five million dollar thing to put a serious business plan together with a serious bunch of nerds to to start your own league 
and contract with YouTube or other online services, whoever it is, and start with the branding design and get a designer to do logos and cities and figure out where you're going to play and talk to stadiums and just get a business plan in place that's you know getting more and more in place and spend a few million on it collectively and just be like, look, we, you know, obviously there's brand loyalty to the Yankees and the Braves and the Cardinals and the Red Sox. And those are big. It's not just the players. Those, those brands are very valuable, but say, look, like if, if we can't get this done, we're just going to do our own thing and you can go get some scrubs and do your own thing. And, and we'll just fight it out. And I know it would be horrible, but it's like, at some point you should at least have the ability to walk out the door, you know, just have the plan in place. You don't have to use it just as a leverage chip. And if, and if you find out that they're truly trying to break you now, they just can't, they, they don't have the leverage anymore because if they really try to destroy the union, you just leave. Now it costs all of you guys tens of millions of dollars. You still get some contracts. I mean, it's not like, but in the end you get to play baseball and you get to do it on your own terms and you didn't make extra money for these fucking assholes. And you're still rich enough to do just fine. And you would grow it and, and have ownership and maybe pass the ownership down to your kids or whatever. I, I brought up that Bill James decided with the owners on the XM show, uh, and I actually remembered a quote since then. He, he said that uh, if you replaced all the, the players uh, three years from now, no one would care. He might be right, and that would be the gamble. So what's stronger, the brands or the players? So do you want to see if Tatis and Soto and these guys are in these like Seattle, I don't know, Hurricanes uniforms or whatever, I don't know if there's hurricanes in Seattle, but whatever, just go with it. <laughs> Seattle Hurricanes uniforms. And they're in some like not a lot of jazz, or... not a lot of jazz in Utah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they're in some minor league-ish field with some bleachers. You know, they're starting to like renovate it a bit, but it's just it holds like 15,000 people and it's a bit like a minor league field. It's high-level baseball, and the stars are playing in these goofy uniforms. And then you know, the the owners hire a bunch of replacements to play for the Yankees and Red Sox and whoever else who wins. Maybe Bill James is right. Maybe like those guys, they just don't, that's not their job. They don't know how to brand. They don't know how to run a business. They they're just baseball players. And as they get older, these other guys, you know, they get some new minor leaguers assigned with these other guys. They're billionaires. They have more money to pay the new guys and they would lose. They might at the same time, you'd have the best players in the world in the other league, all of them. Although, There'd be a battle. It would be like the USFL a little bit. Remember the USFL came on and Steve Young was in it and I think Herschel Walker. A couple I don't guys. remember that, but I have seen the XFL and they're always just far inferior products is the problem. The players aren't as good, right? It's right. But the, I'm talking about the players going to the, yeah. to the, yeah, to the new before, one. Yeah. Young was good. Right. Yeah. That was, a little but, but they didn't have, they just, yeah. there was like a fight between the owners yeah. and the new owners. And obviously if the baseball players were owners, they wouldn't have as much, they have money, but they don't have money like the owners do. Yeah. So then they'd have to probably partner with bigger companies and then they'd have a, no, a new set of bosses. So maybe it wouldn't work. But basically, it is possible to secede is all I'm saying. Like colonies did it from England. I mean, it happens where you secede, you start a new thing and you and you just do it and uh, you say no to, to somebody. But Bill James could be right. I mean, in the end, he could be. The brands may be stronger than yeah. the players. Yeah, I'm skeptical, who, but I get his point. Who, who do you think would win? The, the brands or the players? I think the players, but I, I understand. Oh, would all the players go along with, with some of the owners? Like, you know, after uh, well, a year... that's a whole other argument, though. Yeah, I mean, he's making it just straight up black and white, as in. Well, let's say let's say the player said screw you, and they they were in solidarity. But yeah. then, like, some people yeah. started breaking ranks and being like, 
Yeah. Ooh, that, it's right. Scrubs, but plus Juan yeah. Soto. Scrubs plus Juan yeah, Soto yeah, and yeah. DeGrom. You know, and it was like, oh, yeah. now they're kind of split. And yeah, this has the sure. uniforms. You yeah. know, then the minor leaguers are like, oh, I'll sign with them. There's a little bit bigger signing bonus. And then it just kind yeah. of, they can never get it going. But it's never been easier than now to have another service, streaming service that everybody could access for a, a, a fee for revenue. It's never been easier to like put together a, a, a quick business. Yeah, DirecTV is and- losing. This is their last year that they have Sunday ticket. It's going to go on a streaming service next year, the NFL. I mean, everything's yeah. going to be streaming. Well, I, that's, I mean, that's how I have the NFL out here. And it's great. I have a way better deal than you do. I don't need a satellite. I don't pay a hundred bucks a month plus three. I pay 200 euros for the whole year and that's it on my Apple TV and I stream it. Oh, that's but it. and you can watch them live. You're saying Lot, we, all, every yeah. game. Yeah. You I have a, thing, a game mix or eight at once on your TV. Totally. On your eight at once oh, red zone, okay. nice. uh, the edited version in the morning, the 40 minute version. I got the whole nice. thing and, and yeah. it's just 200 bucks for the whole year on my yeah, Apple TV, which I don't even pay for. It's not like I don't have a subscription. I just have that one subscription. That's pretty good. Cancel your MLB oh, renewal yeah. on before March 1st. Cause I got to remember to do that so that like they lose that revenue and they have a little, you know, yeah. pressure to get going. Yeah. Let's hope they figure that out. Like I said, I've never been more in, in baseball ever. It's a ridiculous uh, amount of fun doing these drafts. Uh, and speaking of the streaming, uh, I have a couple more sports things to throw at you. So you see Troy Aikman's moving to Monday night football. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts of that, but they gave him a lot of money, I guess. So he's going to be the an, an announcer there. It's unclear who his partner is going Who's to be. He's gotten a little bit. He's gotten a little better. Oh yeah, you don't even remember them because they were the most obvious. So this is Brian Greasy. Sub, sub, yeah, yeah. It was the most obvious. Horrible. This is a, a, a subholder, you know, a placement okay. holder group ever. Like they felt dated while you're watching. But um, yeah. Uh, and um, I think the main announcer was Steve Levy. He was like a college guy. And then there was a third, a third one too. But um, so it's going to be Aikman and an unclear. And uh, Jimmy G's in the news. I bring this up. Uh, Schefter is now saying that it's it's not a slam dunk he's traded lance is raw i only bring this up because it's just funny that i've commissioned my artist buddy uh to to do a painting of trey lance so he's in the middle of it right now so it'd be pretty funny if that dude just sits for a whole you're a whole paying, nother year a whole nother what you're paying your friend to do a painting oh absolutely of trey lance? Um, yeah yeah that's his yeah oh yeah um, um, yes yeah so a couple a couple i want a little bit more background here for my videos here you'll see here behind me um, a couple others, you know, all the greats, uh, Trey Lance and, and, and Barry Bonds. There might be a, a Bitcoin one. We'll see. But uh, but uh, but yeah, um, you're, you're putting uh, some. So you're doing it for your own like uh, streaming. OK, I get it. Yeah. yeah. You, for the you don't like my look. Stuff. You don't like this like plant and this random shelf. No, I like your look, I, but mine is, is is very bland back here. Um, no. uh, maybe I should get more conscious. I'm, I'm not conscious of it. I didn't do anything yeah. to it. Maybe I should get somebody to paint something. Maybe. Yeah. What What should I get a painting of, though? Why? Where are you going with this? What, what? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just oh, saying. Okay. I don't it never, know. It never occurred but, to me. It never yeah, okay. even occurred to me to, to do something like that. You're paying your friend to do this specifically for your background. Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he's, and he's, that's his profession and uh, a close friend and it's been too long. I feel like it's, I should have been asking this for years ago, but my, the, the point all bringing it around is the first one that I thought of the guy I'm going all in on pushing all the chips on a 21 year old, or if even that old yet would be pretty funny that if he doesn't again, rides the pine a whole nother year, if they don't even turn to, to Garoppolo. But I guess, I guess that's better than the alternative him playing and being a total bust. But, uh, but I'm very much jinxing it by uh commissioning artwork well you um, were you were telling me that he was going to play about like week seven this year or whatever this year oh, I had- and i was trying to tell you that you know there's a chance jim and they weren't even in contention they weren't doing well they easily could have switched lance got hurt though also at one point but then i was like well the nightmares of jimmy g plays well in the playoffs and he didn't really play that well and then they're like oh well he's under contract next year 
And then week one, he's the star. Like who? Okay. Uh, gun to your head. Who's the starter week one for the Niners? In it's, it's Lance for sure. I, this this is Schefter doing a favor to try to bring up his his his. I see. Price. He's it's an agent. Yeah, it's just that shit. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely. I think I'm gonna put uh, Aaron Hernandez. I, can he do an Aaron Hernandez for me? I'd love yeah. to have an Aaron Hernandez back there. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Chasen will be yeah. will be down for sure. Oh, Chasen, yeah. one of the artists. Remember the XM show we did years ago? We did talk, talk, we drafted artists. I, I drafted my buddy on, on one of the greatest artists of, of all oh, time. Oh, you did? Yeah, you the, drafted yeah, him. That was this guy. So we'll see that. Yeah. So, right. so funny with that. But um, the uh, yeah, the uh, Trey Lance will be starting and he will be balling for, for fantasy uh, teams. Rest rest assured, they're even leaking footage of uh, some practice throws and the internet's uh, going wild. Oh, yeah, that great preseason throw. Yeah. That was very yeah. impressive. Yeah. That's yeah. his Couple, best throw. Yeah. His career. All right. Okay. Final thing. I'm going to make you talk a little bit more sports just because this, this happened since we last talked. The NBA All-Star Game was this weekend. Speaking of unraveling and not being what it used to be with a slam dunk contest was really, really bad. Um, I will note that. I'm sure you'll be limited, but I've noticed that uh, a good, a nice profit is betting on these long shots and the other thing. Like Carl uh, Anthony Towns was like a biggest long shot to win the 13 to one contest. And it's these are like small sample things that, that are, of course, anyone can win. And the bracket, the way they're set up, some are brackets. Big men can win these events. Um, anyway, LeBron, uh, the, the Curry, my guy Curry made 16 threes. That was pretty fun. The Elam ending, I talked about it last year. I just love that Elam ending in basketball. It promotes not fouling at the end of games, which is the worst part of the NBA. When there's a set score that each team right. are going for a goal, it, score it. it is, it, and, it, when, and the last, you know, the NBA, all, the, the best players in the world actually trying, that's pretty fun, actually. Um, and then have you seen LeBron's stats this year? It's just absolutely crazy the lakers are not doing well so i just assumed it was you know he's finally uh going downhill with all the the career mileage the dude is the third most points per game of his career and he's shooting 52 percent. and even the defensive stats the he's having a block per game and a 0.6 steals lebron james i mean underrated i mean the guy never gets hurt and he's just putting up just craziest stats one of his best seasons yet it's just crazy what that guy's doing but um anyway nba is uh still has nothing bad to say about china though there's still that issue <laughs> they're just so enmeshed in it but yeah lebron is just like i mean you know i think we talked about this i don't know if you and i talked about it but it's like federer nadal Djokovic, brady lebron five and you throw in serena if you want uh women's athletes six people who are Oh, like, Bond, how dare you? Bonds is so far and away above the next. Bond, Bonds is last is twenty years behind them. He's he's from nineteen eighty seven to okay. two thousand and four. I'm, oh, I'm talking about I'm talking about this century. Okay, okay. yeah, like Brady's this, by far this last the best now. I mean, Brady, LeBron. I mean, just like the the shit they're doing. At the, I mean, That's Garnett and Duncan were like washed up twenty minute a game guys at 33, 34. Crazy. He's like thirty seven. He's he's like leading the league. Brady won a Super Bowl and then brought them back against the Rams defense. And if, if their defense had held, you know, might've been in the Super Bowl, won another Super Bowl. LeBron passed Jordan in career minutes like five years ago or something yeah, crazy. No, it's like, not, well, mean, but the thing about Jordan that's so sick is he won six titles and he would have had eight in a row probably. He just took those two years off in the middle of his prime. The Jordan, Jordan is still like, oh. it's, hard to, it's hard to say, but, but LeBron is just oh, the total stats. And then and, and at the age, that, you know, just at the age that he's doing it, I have a theory about this, though. But Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, and Djokovic obviously got fucked on the Australian Open. He would have won that shit. But these are the three best players ever all playing at the same time. Right. Imagine if, if Federer and, and uh, Nadal didn't exist, Djokovic would win 40. Or yeah, vice right. versa. Nadal would have 40 or Federer would have 40. They're stuck with these other 
the three, the two other best of all time are there in the finals against you or in the semis against you every tournament. If those guys didn't exist, I mean, you yeah. could say that they've made the other ones better because they've had to up their game, but like they'd have 30, 35 slams if it weren't for those other two. Yeah. And the doll on clay is like the toughest period, right? Like the doll on clay is like the most unbeatable tennis player of all time. The doll on clay would be like facing the 85 bears defense yeah. and like with like the, <laughs> the, the greatest the, show the on turf or something. Yeah. Off the... But a good times list. And uh, yeah, congratulations right, one more time. And uh, I'm right. old. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Happy birthday. Thanks. Later, man. All right. Take it easy.